All right. Another day. Another 50 cents, as they say sometimes. Uh, good to be back. And uh, my title this time I talked about how did I get selected for a job I was not even qualified for? But before I get into that, I, I keep mentioning and talking about uh, this book that I uh, am putting together. I think it's really packed full of great advice that you can use on yourself and share with others. Uh, I took the liberty today to kind of uh, grab a few of those uh, pages from the uh, book and uh, kind of share, kind of give you an idea of what that book is going to entail. I should get it out hopefully by the end of the week. It's a, it's a free gift for me because uh, my goal, and I think one of the items that I pull from it is kind of right in, in line with my objective, which is, you know, to uh, add value to others uh, so they can add value to uh, other people. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like play it forward. Just keep, uh, keep, uh, keep, keep it, keep the ball going, keep bringing, lifting others up uh, as you have been lifted up as well. Okay. Uh, I mentioned I've got two children, they're all in their 30s. And uh, like I said, what a blessing it is. How many times do you, um, you know, you talk to people about children, you know, how so and so, how's your daughter? Oh, she's doing great. She's in college. How's your son? Well, you know, he has his moments. Um, he's trying, but he, he hasn't quite gotten there yet. But, uh, you know, we're praying for him, and uh, hopefully he'll he'll get, get on track. But how often do you get all, all your children uh, firing on all cylinders? All of them out of their house on their own. All of them bought their own houses. One married, one about to get married. And one, uh, my daughter owns her own geriatric business. And, you know, one of the things I did, I was reflecting on the fact that, you know, why, what was it that we did that may have been different, that uh, actually um, got our children to all uh, excel in such a such an extraordinary way that they were all on their way, uh, you know, there's not, any of that, I've heard that term before, the uh, boomerang children. No boomerang children here. Um, but I think I, I think I have an idea, and, I, and I'll talk about that um, when I talk about some of the items um, when I do my class later in March. Uh, you can learn some of the things that me and my wife did that actually uh, helped our children to really um, excel and make us proud, you know, we don't have to worry about paying any bills. Matter of fact, it's a great feeling when you have your children and they take you out to dinner. I can remember the first time we brought them out and uh, they had their little jobs and, you know, when mom and dad was going to pay for it, it was like, get what they want. All of a sudden we said, and you're paying for your own? All of a sudden they were looking to the right of the menu and trying to figure out what they were going to have. So, uh, yeah, so like I said, I did. What I want to do is just continue to instill some of those things that I didn't get an opportunity to do. Uh, I didn't have an example or someone to tell me when I was growing that if I had known those things, I'd probably be even a lot further ahead than I am now. Uh, here's, here's one from the book. And this is on page 24. It says, um, this one I had uh, 
uh, you manage your priorities, the important things in life uh, take you above average. Oh, well, correction. The title of this one was Thoughts on How to Never Settle for Mediocrity. And the first one was through your own calendar. You manage your priorities. The important things in life take you above average. You know, uh, we say that, that, you know, other things that uh, controlling your schedule, but if you actually take control of that schedule uh, and you schedule your own priorities, you get that much further ahead. It's a matter of focus. Do things no one else is willing to do. You know, be that, be that, uh, I forget the term, that one that gets out in front, that's not afraid to get out. We were talking about getting out of the comfort zone. And that's what it is, getting out of that comfort zone. Don't rely on your talent. Talent's not enough. Go beyond that. You know, God, one of the things John Maxwell talks about is consistency and the compound effects of consistency. In his new book, Leader Shifts, they talk about layered learning. And uh, that's another uh, class I'll be doing in the future. Uh, it would be great to have you be a part of that. Okay, so don't rely on your talent. If good isn't what you could be, then good is, isn't enough. You know, you may be okay and you may be good and you've got talent, but what if you applied yourself within that? You'd be even that much further ahead. Okay, so those were five items as thoughts on how to never settle for mediocrity. This other one here was a, a poem I had found and it was in third person. And when I found it, I said, you know, this poem would be great if I changed it to the first person and made it a promise to myself. This is called, I Promise Myself. I promise myself to be so strong that nothing can disturb my peace of mind, to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person I meet, to make all my friends feel that there is something in them, to look at the sunny side of everything, and to make my optimism come true, to think uh, only of the best, work only for the best, and expect only the best, to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as I am about my own, to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future, to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every creature I meet a smile, to give so much time to the improvement of myself that I have no time to criticize others, to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. Now, I thought that was great. And that's, uh, that's in there too. That's one of those couple of those nuggets that's in that book that I, I keep talking about. It should be out in a, in a few days, and once once it's there, you'll be able to grab it. Like I said, it's going to be ebook free uh, online, so you can get it. Okay, so now on to today's topic. How did I get selected for a job job that I wasn't even qualified for? I see that even uh, Randall Smith is there, and I think um, he may have been. Uh, it's going, this is a Navy story, and he may have been part of the unit. Uh, well, no, he was. Yeah, he may have been part of the unit that I was in when this occurred. So I was in the Navy Reserves for a long time, and I was a commander. And during the period that period of time, uh, the Navy had a um, a 
a surplus of senior officers, of which I was one, and they had a shortage of junior officers. So what the Navy did was they allowed the senior officers to um, apply for some of the junior officer jobs, and they were going to pay for it. You know, so I submitted my uh, application, and I got picked up. Now, you have to understand the Navy. The Navy is, is divided into three very distinct uh, communities. You have your naval aviation, you have your surface ships, and you have your submariners or submarines. Well, I got picked up for the submarine community. I was from the surface community. I was like a fish out of water. It's like, what is this going on here? Uh, so anyways, it was halfway through the year. And if you know anything about the reserves, you only um, drill once once per month. So I'm thinking, well, here I am in the sub community. I just got here. I've only got like four months, which means well, approximately about eight days I'll be there. So the best I can do, I'm not going to learn all the submarine stuff. I don't have enough time. So what I will do is I'll learn all the administrative stuff um, and because it's only going to last until the end of the, the uh, fiscal year, which is going to be at the end of September. So, you know, there's no need in learning all this good stuff. Excuse me a second. Okay. Um, so um, I'm in this unit. I, I get along with the, the, uh, the officers and the enlisted guys very well. And uh, September comes around, the CEO of the unit says, we like you here and you, you've got such a great attitude. We're going to sign you up for the next full year. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine with me. I'm going to get paid for another year. That's great. So um, what I said to myself was, well, since you're going to be here for another year, you might as well dig in and learn what they do. So I went as so far as to even go on the exercises with the submariners and uh, had a great time with them. Okay, so the next year, about March time frame, I'm out uh, on a Saturday morning doing yard work. My phone rings, and it's a commander, uh, captain from the submariner uh, community. He said, hello, is this Commander Dodd? Yes. Hi, this is Captain so-and-so, and we want you to run one of our exercises in June. I said, what? What do you mean? I've only been on one exercise. Who, who recommended me? He said, well, we talked to the XO of your unit, which is the second in charge, and we asked him, we said, who, uh, if out of all the people in your unit, which we had about 15 officers, and then that was submariners, and then we had uh, some enlisted, he said, of all the people in your unit, we asked the XO, who would he recommend to run one of our exercises? And he chose you. I said, what? You gotta be kidding me. He said, yes. And I said, well, I'm not quite sure I even know what to do on these exits. He said, ah, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to put a senior enlisted guy in your, in your, on your team, and he's going to help you through this. I said, well, okay. And we did. I had a great time uh, again with the Samariners. I ran the, I ran the exercise, and uh, the, uh, the senior chief kept me out of trouble. And, um, it was a great experience. So why did I get chosen? Well, it's very, it's very simple. Attitude. Whatever you do, always go in there with a great attitude because you can always learn. An attitude to learn and to serve and to help others. 
Um, I always used to tell, I still tell my buddies sometimes that um, if, I, if I had to hire someone, what type of person would I want to hire? I want to hire someone that one, shows up, and two, can get along with everybody. Now, why is that? All the rest can be taught. Uh, if you have a great, and we had some people like that, if you have great people that can do an excellent job, but they're never there, what good are they to you? No good at all. And then um, if you got somewhere there, there that's making waves all the time, you don't want them because everyone's upset and you're in a tense environment. So that's why I say um, attitude makes all the difference in the world. Uh, this one more story about attitude uh, because your attitude, you never know who's watching either. I was in Iraq 2012. Um, I had told my boss I'd never, um, um, you know, I was in the reserves, was getting paid. My wife was happy. As long as you're in the reserves, you get paid. She's happy. Uh, I wasn't looking to make rank. Well, um, it so happens I was in the subunit and um, I had gotten my top secret clearance. I didn't realize that raised a flag with the uh, those who choose people to go overseas. And, um, you know, my boss used to always kid me, say, hey, hey, do you think they'll ever call you up to uh, recall you to actually, oh, no, they'll never call me because um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not really interested in, in, in making that move. And then all of a sudden I get a call from a dental tech uh, who is part of the administrative team at the reserves. He said, hello? I said, is this Mr. Commander Dodd? I said, yes. He said, Guess what? You've been selected. I said, no, what do you mean I've been selected? He said, you've been selected to recall the active duty. He said, you're kidding me. He said, yeah, well, you know, you have your clearance and everything, so that puts you at the top of the list, so you're going to Iraq for a year. <laughs> okay. I couldn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I told him that I insisted that he, he email me the orders because I was going to have to face the boss. That's my wife. And, and I know she wasn't going to believe it either. So when I got home that night, I was kind of nice and had a dinner for her, sat her down. I said, honey, aren't you going to ask me what's going on? And I told her, I said, yes, I've been recalled acting. Like, what? Yes, I've been recalled acting like, for a year. And to top it off, I uh, managed to get in touch with the, uh, the, the female commander that I was replacing. And I said, how are things over there in Iraq? Oh, it's not too bad. We only get bombed once a week. Oh, great. <laughs> we get bombed once a week. I love that. All right. Thank you for uh, giving me uh, the advice I needed about this great time I'm going to have in Iraq. But, uh, yeah. So, um, anyways, that, I, I got off point here. So, well, I was in Iraq for a year. And... Um, you never know, like I said, uh, who's watching you, because I remember just about the time when it was time for me to come back home. I remember on my way coming from the building I work, uh, well, coming from the place we eat, going back to the building where I work, a soldier stops me and he grabs me by the arm and he says, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I said, oh, what do you mean what's wrong with me? Every time I see you, you're smiling. You're in a good mood. There's got to be something wrong with you. I said, God, I've got the God in me. That's what's wrong. And then, you know, it kind of shook me. 
But then I realized as I reflected and I go back to my desk that you just never know who's watching. So it's important to keep uh, keep a, a great attitude because you can find something good in everything. Uh, the last thing I'll mention is there's a thing called the law of polarity. And um, Paul Martinelli of the John Maxwell team always talks about the uh, universal laws. The pol- law of polarity says uh, for every positive there's a negative, and there can't be a negative without a positive. Uh, to give you an example, uh, I'm inside my house. Well, how do I know I'm inside? That, that means that there has to be an outside, because if there was no outside, I wouldn't know that I was inside. But I don't want to get uh, too deep into that, confuse you. But that's that's it. I, uh, I got the job, and <laughs> I wasn't even qualified. But it was because of my attitude that propelled me into that position, uh, that they they enjoyed uh, my spirit so much that they felt confident that I would do a good job. And I and I did. I mean, I had the senior chief there for advice if I ran into trouble. It was a new experience, uh, but I had a great time. Now, tomorrow is a, um, we'll say, another story about uh, what I had to do when my back was against the wall. So stay tuned for next time. You all been great. And uh, yeah, and look, be on the lookout for that book. I think you'll love it. Uh, a lot of packful, um, packful stories in that that, I, um, that I've drawn from, from different books I read. I just kind of put it together. I just want to keep feeding it uh, each week to, to each of my children. All right, you've been great. Have a good evening. Bye.